Monkey to Let Go, the podcast platform of the Phenomenalist, by Leopold Lambert. Today, on Palestinian artistic existence, with Stacia Batniji. Hello everyone, today my guest is uh, Taysir Batniji, who is uh, an artist uh, who was born in Gaza and now lives and works in Paris. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy to talk with him today. Hello Taysir. Hello. Uh, so we are going to speak in English today, which I know is uh, can be a, a challenge, so we'll try to have a a short but uh, powerful conversation, and uh, and it it starts it starts with uh, with uh, what I just uh, used to define yourself, which is uh, something I ask I ask you, because the, the conversation that uh, I would be interested to have uh, today is precisely about being a Palestinian artist and uh the sort of complexity that comes from it because you're always defined as such and uh, on the other hand for example you mm -hmm. just told me that when I, i should introduce you i should say you're born in gaza so that's that's also an immediate return to your palestinianness uh so i suppose that i I, i would be very interested to talk about how we how you managed to negotiate uh or not manage i don't know who mm. you'll tell mm. us to negotiate between the the sort of uh 70 year old emergency of uh of uh, uh the palestinian uh, struggle for existence and on the other hand the fact that this is not what necessarily and absolutely defines yourself uh, uh, as, as if you only had a collective identity, you also have an individual identity. So how, how, do, you, how do you deal with such a complexity of positioning as a Palestinian artist? In, in fact, as you mentioned, it is, it's very, very complicated to, to, to deal with that or to, to manage all that because you are belonging to this context Uh, you are coming from this uh, history uh, and in one way or another you are connected you are all the time connected even being far physically being in Paris you you live this in many details uh, I have my family who's still there in, uh, in Gaza uh, in my work uh, I try to, to evoke this reality to uh, this experience from my point of view as, as a Palestinian, as artist. Uh, with that, uh, it's not something which define my work. This is what uh, I think it's very important to, to, to mention that even if my work is, is connected to this uh, reality, is inspired by, by uh, the events, by the history, by, um, but it's always the point of departures in many of my works is my personal experience, my uh, things, how I live them, I live them or I live them even today. Uh, the, com the complexity uh, comes from how people look to my work or consider my work because uh, from one side uh, you could have people who are uh, supporting Palestinians 
uh, what we call pro-Palestinians. So they, they of course uh, encourage you. They uh, admire your work. They, uh, but I think in fact because you are Palestinian, this is why they, uh, the most of time, they support you because first they are support the fact you are Palestinian independently from New York. Of course, some of them appreciate my work and uh, find something uh, find it interesting. But the the first uh, support is for you being uh, Palestinians, and uh, there is expectation all the time from people who, uh, what what you have to show in your work, what you have to express as a Palestinian, and some of them. Uh, Sometimes they are disappointed because my work, even being uh, in, uh, implicated in this uh, context, it is really, um, how we said, I keep distance uh, in the way how I think my work, how I think things, and I try to, to interpret in my work. It comes through many filters, uh, and the result is not uh, specifically or only uh, political. It's also uh, formal, conceptual, uh, poetic, and uh, in my work, I, st I also try to answer the question of art, not also the question of politics or uh, to, to to make illustration of a situation. It's um, the the question of how to be uh, today as artist, what how you situate yourself. Uh, regarding the art scene and what is happening in art, the questions that artists uh, pose to themselves today. And in the work, this is also a, 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 a chemically sometimes it's, it's very uh, also uh, very problematic. Not, not problematic, but you have to, uh, to question yourself all the time and permanently with each work. Who will see work? Why do you do? Uh, who will see this work? What for whom you do you do this? Why you do this? What what people will read when they you look, they look to, to your work? Uh, how how it could be interpreted? What what the degree of uh, uh, politics or uh, other dimensions to try to, to make a balance? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it comes even unconsciously. You are observing yourself, you are uh, not censoring, but you, you are just, you, you are not just working and, and things come. You have, yeah, you have to, 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 to verify all the time your position through your work. So I come back to, to this expectation of from people and positions uh, according to the, uh, to the positions of people. Uh, regarding the Palestinian question. So I talk about the pro-Palestinians or people who um, yeah, support uh, the Palestinian uh, issue. Uh, and uh, the, now I, I will talk about the other side, which who people they are maybe deny the Palestinian rights or they are not supporting Palestinians or maybe... Uh, so the, the opposite. They, um, they look your work as a political work some even go uh, 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 until uh, uh, describing it as a propaganda because they only see the, the political aspect of your work and they uh, don't care or don't see 
the other dimensions which which are uh, who, who are very important which are very important for, for for the work so in both cases it is uh, problematic and fortunately now and since a uh, few years uh, more and more people who are not obligatory uh, obligatory has a position uh, with or against they are just interested in the work because of its reality, the reality of the work, and the, they consider what what you what what you do as art is uh, as as its art, and so they came they come to the content. Uh, this is important because in any way people will understand the message you 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 would like to 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 convey. To, to convey to convey in, in your work so uh, anyway you, the, the, the what you do is will be understood without uh, all the um, how we said uh, any additive uh, politics or discourse uh, etc and for me this is important because even people sometimes who are not sensibilized about the Palestinian questions, they become sensibilized through the work because they appreciate it as artwork. And then uh, they have, for me, it's a possibility to offer for these people a new vision about Palestine, a new point of view that they are not used to, uh, and a new way to look to this reality. Because after many, many years, uh, how Palestine is uh, told through media, it's become something horrific, something uh, recurrent, something uh, kind of usual, kind of banalized. So the, I think people don't care more, don't look so much, or don't. Uh, it's other as other problems in the world. The we hear they hear only numbers, and uh, if we add also to that that. All what we receive, uh, many uh, informations that we receive in, uh, in Western here about the reality in Palestine are, are deformed by, by the media. So art, what I do and uh, other artists do, uh, it has uh, this this uh, advantage to to, to to offer a new vision and to new way to look to, to, to this reality far from media and uh, what people used to see and to hear about about Palestine because mm -hmm. it's always the Palestinian was and in some cases still presented as victim or terrorist or yeah now they throw work because what what we try is to inscribe this reality and this is I think the message of art in general to inscribe this reality in universal dimension in, in uh, human space, uh, and this is this is the point. So, so uh, it's it's it, it goes uh, against the, the the cliche and and uh, all these um, uh, usual usual. Uh, Rhetoric. Mm. Mm. Well, pre precisely, uh, you 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 just said what were the two forms of cliché towards uh, Palestinian in the 
uh, traditional depiction, which is, uh, I mean, you, you said terrorists or victims. Mm. And I think this second aspect of the victim is very important as well to, to consider. Uh, and I mean, when we were preparing this conversation, you were, mm. you were telling me that uh, beyond the very dichotomy of like saying, oh, people are pro-Palestinian, therefore they necessarily support my work without even mm. looking at it. Uh, or people are against Palestinians, so they, they just think it's propaganda without really mm. looking much mm. at it. Be- beyond even that, there is a sort of form of uh, something that I think we could probably call it uh, an orientalism in, in mm. the fact that people p- people sometimes think you're not victim enough. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. they, would, they would like you to play the role of the victim exactly. more. Yeah. And we were talking about that with uh, Karim Katan, who was the, 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 just the previous guest of Archipelago, uh, who was uh, doing this uh, art residency in Jericho. And, uh, and somehow it is what it is expected from Palestinian artists to be presenting the, the narrative of the victim uh, when it seems to be at the very uh, opposite of what art is all about, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I, I, uh, 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 by the way, my, one of my teachers in the fine art school in, in Bourges, they, they, he called this uh, political exotism. Mm. So people, those people, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, not all of them, but some, some people who are supporting Palestinians, they look all the time to Palestinians as victims. So you also, as artists, you, uh, you are considered uh, as victim. And what you do should support this vision, this image of you as victim. And uh, in my work, I am I'm totally against that. So, And I refuse to, to be confined all the time to this uh, statue of victim. Uh, so in my work, I, 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 yeah, I, I try to go to, to the opposition or in opposition with that. And uh, so people sometimes they are shocked or shocked or disappointed because, as you said, they don't see that you are victim enough or you are not Palestinian enough. I, I told them. It's not. It's not about that. And I use uh, often the, this expression by Mahmoud Darwish: uh, "Being Palestinian is not a job. You are Palestinian because you are Palestinian, and you are also human, as as everybody. You have the right to do art. You have the right to dream, to to draw flowers if you wish. And of course, you cannot be completely detached." from the situation because you are living this permanently you are just breathing this you are dreaming with this you are but you're still human and and you you share many things with others dreams fears hopes uh, and as artists i consider myself as part of uh, an international uh, network of artists and uh, what artists deal with as questions of uh, uh, an art, I, I feel also uh, this question, I'm concerned also by this question. So I try to answer this in my work. Do not let the political dimension, the political uh, reality take the, the go over everything. So it's, it's art, uh, polit- politics is evoked or interpreted in, in my work. It's not my work is not illustration or uh, of of the politics or, or or situation 
and um, it goes beyond uh, no over over even the the, the, the spe specific events or, or uh, anecdotes uh, towards something uh, more human more uh, universal and can connect with people who are not living uh, for some um, necessarily necessarily the same situation or living uh, the same situation but in other uh, context or other uh, they are living uh, similar uh, realities so mm -hmm. uh, maybe maybe we uh, might even uh, refer to another conversation uh, that was on archipelago with Mimiti and Nguyen that we recorded in summer 2014 so exactly when mm -hmm. uh, the, the very very worst was happening Uh, in your hometown of Gaza, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, I was really shocked at a at an editorial uh, uh, statement that the Guardian, the, the English newspaper, uh, wrote about how what was happening was a tragedy because uh, Palestinian children were dying, and as if Palestinian children were more victims than. Yeah. Any yeah, other yeah, yeah. people living in Gaza? This is so th this concept of victimhood is actually a very yeah. dangerous one yeah. when it's used in yeah. such rhetoric. So. Yeah, and pe pe people allow them themselves sometimes to distinguish who are Palestinian, who are not Palestinian, who are more Palestinian mm -hmm. than uh, others in the Palestine within the Palestinians, mm -hmm. who are more victim uh, and less victim. When you kill people, you kill it. Of course, killing children it's more horrific. It's more, but. What 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 about the men, women, all people? They are all victims. Mm -hmm. When they are, they they killed without any distinct the distinct distinction. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this this uh, this rhetoric, this uh, terms of victimization. It's sometimes it goes in in uh, very strange uh, directions. Mm -hmm. um. I uh, to prepare this conversation, I've been back to an interview you gave uh, in 2003. So uh, uh, I'm gonna quote you, and you might you might not even remember it, but I thought it was really a very powerful statement that I uh, took took the liberty of translating because it was in French. Um, that that still um, uh, that talks about what uh, Palestinian existence is is about and. You say, uh, and I quote here, uh, that is what Palestinian existence is about. Outside of space, outside of time, we don't control a history, an existence in becoming, and yet a suspended one. Um, and you did a work in relation to that uh, suspended time, time right? Suspended. Which uh, is, the suspended time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you, you want to, to describe it in relation of this uh, of this uh, powerful statement, but I think the, the, yeah. the complexity that comes from this statement <laughs> is very much what we are talking about here. Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, in 2003 until 2006, I came to France in December 94. Until... And until 2006, I never thought I would stay in France. I never wanted to stay. Uh, I even turned back three times, definitively. And each time, I had to turn back to Europe for one reason or another, often for exhibition or for residency, and become complicated and back to, to Gaza. So the last time I turned back, it was in, uh, at the end of 2005, 
after the, the withdrawal of colony, from the colonies in Gaza. I, thought, I, I was thinking all the time to, to go back, but at that moment I, feel it, I felt it really the time to, to be back and to start something new. It was uh, new hope at that time. We didn't know what, what, what came after. So I went back to Gaza, and only six months later, I tried to, to establish myself, to, to work there, to, to do everything as if I'm staying for, forever. Six months later, I have been invited to Amman in Jordan to, to show my work. Uh, I, I had to be there only for one week and then to be back to Gaza. On the opening day, uh, the, this Israeli soldier, uh, Shalit, mm. who became uh, fam more famous than uh, two millions of prisoners in Gaza, he was kidnapped by Hamas, and they, so they closed Gaza, they bombarded, they closed, and I s quickly understood that it's not a question of days, even weeks, and I have to find the solution because Amman, my visa was only for one week, and go to Egypt was too risky. And uh, what happened to many people who tried to cross the border to Gaza, they stayed blocked about at least two months, mm. and some died. But this media never mentioned. At least 20 people, maybe 30, died in the no man's land between Gaza and Egypt. So the only way for me was to go back to, to Paris, where I lived for many years before, and to start from zero, waiting that uh, the situation become clear uh, so I was uh, following the news every day, uh, seeing if the borders opened or not. But uh, after a few months, uh, my girlfriend I was living with, she became pregnant. So I, <laughs> a new life is starting. And it was so disturbing for me because I, I was still not, don't know what we'll do with my life. So uh, to, to have a baby was... Uh, yeah, and I have, from that time, I had to reconsider everything. Of, of course, my dream was to be in between, to live in, in to be traveling from Palestine to France and vice versa. But in this situation, it's impossible when borders are closed. So you stay in one side or the other. And I find myself in Paris with this new situation. So I had to take a decision. And or that decision has been taken since I accepted that the fact that uh, a new life is starting, a new baby is coming. So, uh, in my spirit, in my mind, I become maybe more quiet. Of course, I was disappointed about the situation that I I could no more go to Gaza, but something new is coming, going on, and I stopped to think. I should go back uh, because it's when you are in this situation you don't feel uh, or you don't know where you would like to stay it's very disturbing and very difficult through many years I was living this in a very uh, difficult way I don't know if you understand mm -hmm. but now things are clear I, I have to start something here I cannot uh, waiting the situation uh, change maybe I can travel in between so uh, it become less 
déchirant, comment tu dis um, Shattering. Yeah, mm. this fact to be here, mm. because... Uh, and so, so I, 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 I now, since 2006, uh, I'm in Paris, uh, I have family, I have two kids, and I have my studio here I'm working, uh, and of course I dream to, to now the idea to be in Palestine forever and to go there and to stay forever, maybe it's, <laughs> it's, it's not this, I, the, the ideal for me is to be in between. Mm -hmm. Since I have my family here, I have my uh, point uh, point d'attache. Uh, mm. It's complicated to say no. I go there and stay forever. It's, and for artists today to stay here or there, you 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 you. What what is important is how to continue your work. But for me, it's it's important to keep this possibility to to be there here and there. Unfortunately, for the moment, it's complicated because borders are closed. Uh, quite all the time. Mm. Uh, can you just tell us about this uh, this uh, work, the suspended time one? Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's alright. So, <laughs> when I after Amman, I arrived to Paris. It was not at all in my plans to be in Paris at that time. I was planning to go to Paris, but not at that time. So, uh, I, 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 I feel this as a shock, as a, maybe I exaggerate if I say tra trauma, but everything was uh, become, uh, how we said, uh, renversé. Uh, uh, upside down. Upside down. Mm. <laughs> everything became upside down. Uh, and it, ha it happened to me to, to wake up at night and don't know where I am exactly. Take me time to, to, to realize, okay, I am in Paris. <laughs> so I started to, to work and uh, I produced uh, a series of, of sculptures and works inspired from this experience. I started with my uh, bunch of keys that I came with from Gaza, about 10, 11 keys, which become uh, obsolete. I cannot use them. They have no any utility. So, uh, and they, they cannot open any door. So the first idea was to, to make identical copy of, uh, from glass or, or in glass or crystal. Mm. This is what I managed to do uh, in 2007. The first prototype was in resin. We, I did this in, uh, in Geneva. And only in 2014, I managed to make it in, uh, in glass in, uh, in Murano in Venezia. Another work was this uh, hourglass, I call it suspended time, uh, that I conceived myself. And what uh, the difference between this hourglass and usual classical uh, hourglass is just I show it in the horizontal way, not in the vertical. So sand is not going from one side to another, it's still uh, static. No, no time do not passing for me it was the expression of this rupture in time and geography because the, there is no movement the sun doesn't go from one side to another and so time is suspended no, no time and where this is why maybe I, I refer to this uh, being out of time and place which notions that have been uh, very well said by, by Edward Said. Hmm. Hmm. 
or, or uh, yes, uh, uh, explained by Edward Zweig. Mm. But so it's interesting because this piece, and we will put all the pictures on the page so that listeners know what we are talking about. Mm -hmm. But this this piece of suspended time echoes, I'm not sure voluntarily or completely unconsciously, uh, to to another performance, which is the Impossible Journey, where you yourself take the sand from one side to yeah. another and back and forth in a sort of Sisyphus. Uh, yeah, and in fact, the performance has been done has been uh, yeah done uh, four years before ah. and only when I realized uh, the suspended time uh, the suspended time the hourglass I realized that it was me that's the hourglass mm. moving the, the sand from one side to another it's a performance which take about two hours and I moved the sand from one side to another of a virtual line mm -hmm. So it's a big heap of sand, which I try to make it bigger each time I do the performance and they try to, to make it longer, to, to make time. Uh, and I just stop when I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, the, 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 what is curious about this performance, it's you, you, I never feel exhausted because after the first difficult moment are the 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes, then your body is... Uh, warm and you can I can continue maybe I don't know but at, there's a point I feel that I, I become a little bit exhausted but I feel if I not stop if I don't stop something will happen to, to my body I, I feel there's a point I feel that now I have to stop hmm. and then I stop um, one one more piece I'd like to talk about which I thought was extremely compelling and I think it's one of your probably one of your first pieces I mean I don't know if you'll, you'll tell us but um, it consisted in, uh, in um, uh, writing on your on your canvas uh, the word inflammable mm. on them because you you every time you would you would pass an Israeli checkpoint mm. you would need to show your art and the soldiers would look in the art if they would not find a weapon or a flag. And when you when you say that in the interview, it's funny because you, you don't really understand if literally they would be looking for a weapon or a flag hidden. Yeah. In, yeah. Or but obviously no, they're looking inside the. In, they were looking inside the. Yeah. This inside is... the painting itself. So th there is a very very mm. strong. Uh, stance, I suppose, between the representation of something and the actual thing that mm. sort of kind of confused itself completely in this. Uh, in fact, this is one of the reasons why I realized this work. It's kind of provocative mm -hmm. action to, to write inflammable uh, on my paintings, my, my old paintings, uh, as if it was an inflammable material or something would, that would explode. Uh, but the other side, uh, or the other reality of this work uh, that it's, it marks uh, among other works in that period a transition in my, in my work between painting and what came after the using of different media like installation, uh, photography, video, performance, etc. etc. So for me these paintings uh, in addition of being of this uh, story about the borders and the checkpoint, how they check my, my paintings, looking for weapons. Or These paintings, 
could be inflammable. It's, uh, it was kind of rupture that I wanted to mark with the painting. Mm-hmm. The painting in its traditional way as, as I, I was uh, used to do it before. Now, some, from time to time, I, I go back to painting or drawing. I'm drawing often. And even in my last exhibition, I present a series of uh, drawing uh, uh, with watercolor. But the painting, uh, which was the main media for, for my work, now it become uh, not secondary, but media as another one, uh, as, as others, other media. So it's, uh, it depends. The using the decision to use painting or drawing becomes really in function or in... Uh, in regards of the idea that I want to, to interpret in my work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually start those conversations with my guests with asking them what they're doing right now. In our case, I don't know, I felt nervous <laughs> maybe and I, for, and I forgot. But so maybe we can conclude, conclude with, with this. What, uh, what, are you, what are your projects right now at the moment? Now, uh, now I just... Uh, open uh, my, my solo show in Colmar on the 15th of January and I thought after the exhibition I would be uh, somehow calm and to re, uh, reprendre yeah, to, uh, to restart my work to, to, mm-hmm. to, to, to be back working as before the exhibition but uh, I find myself completely Uh, far of my work and just managing my work, mm. uh, working as manager for myself because I don't have assistant. So I'm quite all the days trying to to answer propositions, uh, sending CV, uh, text, uh, images about my work. Uh, I have uh, also many propositions for for exhibitions uh, here on there, uh, publications. Uh, Interviews, uh, interviews, <laughs> <laughs> uh, projects for multiple. Uh, yeah, now with with the gallery, we are pre- preparing kind of solo show in Brussels with the gallery Eric Dupont. So all these things, uh, in the in the same time. Mm. All right. Well, Taisir, we I think we wish you the very best uh, for thank all this project, and thank you, thank you very, you very much. much to make time uh, to talk today. It was a pleasure for me. Thank, thank you. you.